Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are having a look at sleep cycles. And this is more a kind of a technical view of sleep, understanding the structure and how sleep is built up. And after we did so, we're going to have a look at how we can utilize this to help us further increase our sleep trust. I'll try to walk us through this topic using a top to bottom approach, going from the very high level view to the more detailed view. Doing so, we're going to start at looking at a full night of sleep, let's say eight hours. And if we have a look at a full night of sleep, it's built up of sleep cycles. So, so there will typically be five to six full sleep cycles in this period of eight hours. It's not as if somebody's hidden the switch when we uh, fall asleep and somebody hitting the switch when we are to wake up even though our alarm clock uh, does do this job for us and in between we're only sleeping. It's five to six full sleep cycles, which typically take about 90 minutes each. Please keep in mind that this can be more or less for you uh, as it's only an averaged out number and that it will also alter during one night of sleep. So the first sleep cycle doesn't have to be as long as the second, doesn't have to be as long as the third and so on. So let's have a look at what's going on in these sleep cycles. Uh, when we enter sleep, we enter stage one of sleep, which is um, kind of a light sleep. In this sleep stage, we're only uh, about to be a couple of minutes. And if there's something going on that disturbs us in our environment, we are very likely to wake up again and we may not even be aware that we were sleeping. So that's stage one. Passing through this stage and entering stage two, we are still in some kind of a light sleep, a little bit deeper than stage one, but we are still um, kind of uh, connected to our outside world. Meaning if there's anything that disturbs us, noise, uh, or any other circumstances that we are still likely to wake up. And if we do so, we would be aware that we were sleeping now. So that's kind of a difference uh, looking at stage one. Let's say we pass through this stage two. We will uh, end up in stage three, which is really deep, deep sleep. And... The special thing about this deep sleep is not only the regenerative character, so many processes um, that work in our brain and our bodies are really happening in this deep sleep mode, and that's why it's so important to get deep sleep. And our sensory factors are kind of shut off. It is, of course, possible to wake us up but if we get ripped out of this stage three of sleep, out of this deep sleep stage, we will really have a hard time to get up. We all know this feeling. We're going to feel like just really groggy and it's going to take kind of a while until we got, get up and running. That's not a thing that we're going to do in 30 seconds or 60 or two minutes. It's really going to take a little bit of time here. So that's 
deep sleep. After um, going through this stage, we're going to wake, uh, work our way up again. Uh, so we're going to a little bit lighter sleep, stage two. Then we're going to stage one. And when we're at stage one and passing through that, we're going to enter for the first time the uh, REM sleep stage. And we've probably all heard of this sleep stage as it's kind of uh, the, the most famous one, I would say. It's the stage of rapid eye movement. And this is the stage where we actually dream. So most of our dreams, uh, I think 90 or 95% of our dreams, uh, seem to happen in uh, this REM stage. And after uh, going through this stage, Basically, one full sleep cycle uh, is, is run through and we would enter stage one again and just go through the next sleep cycle. So you might be asking yourself right now how the scientists came up with these four sleep stages. And the answer is quite straightforward. Uh, they did so by measuring our brain waves. And to do so, they measure the frequency of our brain waves. You can imagine this to work a little bit like a computer where you measure frequencies with gigahertz or megahertz. And our brain is actually, compared to this, working on a very low frequency. As in an awake stage, we are working in so-called beta brain waves and they work or process information with 12 to 38 hertz. So we're not talking about megahertz or gigahertz, we're talking about hertz, which means that there are only 12 to 38 brain waves running through our brain every second, which isn't too much. Um, when we're then entering the sleep stages, stage one, two, and three, where we're going into deeper and uh, deeper sleep, our brain waves slow down on the path. So entering stage one, we're talking about alpha waves, and they only run with a frequency of 8 to 12 hertz, meaning that there are 8 to 12 uh, brain waves per second running through our brain. Continuing to, to go through that sleep cycle, we're going into stage two, we're talking about theta waves now, and they're running from eight, 3 to 8 hertz, so it's getting slower and slower. And um, in the deepest, deepest stage of sleep, we're in a delta wave territory, and this is very, ex really extremely slow brain waves running through our brain then. It's from 0.5 to 3 hertz. So in the slowest, it's 0.5 brain waves running through our brain each second. Uh, you can imagine that that is really slow. Following the sleep cycle, we would then go to stage two, uh, and stage one, getting those brain waves uh, accelerated a little bit. And then we're entering um, the rapid eye movement stage, so SREM sleep stage. And there are two kinds of brain waves going on when we're in this uh, dreamy stage of sleep. There are beta waves, which we have when we're awake, uh, running from 12 to 38 hertz. And we've got alpha waves too, from 8 to 12 hertz. This is the, uh, the waves we've got when we go into first stage of sleep. So it's kind of a mixed bag and it's kind of an alert state in which we are when we're actually dreaming. And I think that's quite interesting. I'm not really sure what we can take out of this, 
but it's maybe only an interesting thing to know about sleep. So after having a look at this technical and structural view of sleep, let's now dig into how this can help us to further increase or gain our sleep trust. So the first thing we want to really take care of is that we do not get waked up uh, in sleep stage three. So we do not want to get ripped out of sleep, out of deep sleep, as if this happens, we will have a really hard time to find into the day. There are two very simple ways of taking care of that. The first one is to use a light-based alarm clock. These alarm clocks typically um, start to dim in light and your body uh, can adjust to that and at some point it will feel appropriate to wake up. So this is how basically how these alarm clocks work. It's a very natural way of uh, getting up. And the second one is to use sleep tracking devices like uh, the Apple Watch is capable of doing so. Um, uh, probably the Samsung Galaxy Gear is too. Jawbone, um, Withings, they've all got these devices. And they basically are able to measure our sleep stages and are able to uh, wake us up when it is appropriate to do so. So these are the two uh, simple ways of taking care to get up in the right sleep stage. But there is a second thing where we can put this information to work. And this is if we decide to have a little sleep at daytime. And there are two versions. Uh, version one is that we just want to have a power nap. And if we do so, we should set our alarm clock to, let's say, 20 minutes to take care that if we have this power nap, we do not fall into deep sleep territory. Um, of course, uh, as known, uh, not 20 minutes isn't a fixed time here. You can play around with that a little bit. But it's important to take care that you do not fall into deep sleep territory as uh, otherwise you're going to feel a little bit groggy if you get up. The second nap we can have at daytime is a little sleep, so to say, and if we have a little sleep, we should take care that we get one full sleep cycle of sleep, which is going to give us uh, the, the best rest here. And to do so, if we don't have anything else, I would recommend just um, working with 90 minutes and even better it would be to, to find out how long one typical sleep cycle of yours is, uh, doing so by using a sleep tracker or other devices that can uh, certainly help you here. So let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. We now know that one night of sleep contains somewhere around five sleep cycles and that every sleep cycle is put together out of four sleep stages. We want to take care that we wake up in the morning in a light sleep stage and we can do so by using light-based alarm clocks or smart alarm features that these trackers bring with them. If you're interested to dig in deeper to the information we talked about today or if you are like me and love visual representations, you can download an article I wrote for you. It's called Riding the Sleep Cycle and you can download it for free at sleeptrust.eu and I will link it up to this week's episode of the Sleep Trust podcast. 
I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast and that you tune in next week when we are moving away from brain waves into light waves as we are talking about the power of light. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week and until then, have a good sleep.